0: Piling something new today, so hopefully we'll have uh, some interaction from our Facebook fans as well. Brilliant interaction last week from YouTube. It was really good to get your comments and um, ask them to the experts. Um, On today's show, we're going to be focusing on the tour of Sri Lanka. The squad that's been selected, I don't think... we, We did a show where we named some of the players that should be going. Obviously, they're already there now, so we'll talk through the Sri Lanka tour We're going to be talking about the women's tour that's going on at the moment. In fact, I'm uh, scheduled to play the One Day International today. I'm not sure, uh, looking at the English weather today, whether that's going to go ahead. Um, After my terrible week last week, I've actually managed to sort out uh, round four of the quiz. Um, We delayed it because... um, I messed up last week, so uh, we've got to get back onto that. Uh, The score for all those that have been following is 2-1 to Shashwat, and that one comes with a little bit of an asterisk uh, against Prasan's name, but we'll talk about that as well when the time comes. And the new schedule for the next round of the World Test Championships is out, and uh, I definitely need our experts' comments on this one because it confuses me. And uh, we'll talk about some of the other news that's uh, knocking around in the cricketing world. But enough of me. Let's get the uh, experts on the show. And uh, it's a warm welcome to Prasan. Hello, my friend. How are you?
1: Hi, Bharat. Great to be here again. Uh, good to see you. I'm being very well.
0: How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh, busy week as always at work. But this is what gets me through it, knowing that I'm going to be speaking to you guys over the weekend. So it's, um, yeah, really good to have you again and uh, get your thoughts on what's been happening. And of course, the man from Nagpur, we need to find uh, a title for him. Unfortunately, I did get a few comments, Shashwat, uh, last time, because um, at the end of the show, it was a Freudian slip where I called you Shardul and uh, not Shashwat uh, when we ended the show. So um, I do apologize. But uh, trust me, that wasn't intentional. Um, whenever I see you now, I've got that name in my head. So no, if,
2: if if that if that gets me into the Indian team, I won't mind anyway. So
0: <laughs> so that way you don't mind being in the team. How are you this week?
2: So yeah, I'm t- doing fine. Uh, another busy, busy week of work with lots of cricketing stuff happening, especially the late night games in the West Indies. So pulling up well and excited for this show.
0: Brilliant, yeah. And how's your week been, Prasan?
1: Yeah, it's been good. Uh, I, I must be honest, I haven't watched too much of the West Indies South Africa series, although I've been um, pleasantly surprised with the fight South Africa has put up. Um, but today, today's decided, so hopefully we have a good game. Uh, but otherwise, it's been fairly good um, waiting for that field trip that India is going to have in Sri Lanka. So I think that's the one thing we're looking forward to.
0: Yes, we're sending the uh, kids uh, to Sri Lanka and there's been already a few comments from former pros around then and I want to take your comments. Uh, But firstly it's a big hello from Raj Saxaria. he says hello to you uh, both, Um, but I'm going to start with you Shashwat in terms of the comments from uh, a former player about this tour and um, how he's uh, criticising the board for allowing what he termed a second-string Indian squad going to Sri Lanka. Um, What are your thoughts on that? And, you know, do you class it as a second-string? Without
2: without being too harsh on Sri Lanka, I don't think they are in the adequate space to actually comment on which string of the Indian side is going to Sri Lanka. But having said that, uh, I don't really feel this is a second-string squad because a lot of these indian cricketers are on the obviously they are fringe players but each of them has shown the quality either in their brief international appearances or during the ipl that they can play international cricket because of the covid restrictions it is a shame that the indian players can't travel from england to sri lanka and then again go back to england so this is something that might become the norm for the next 6 to 8 months and I don't really understand why such a big deal is being made out of it, especially when Australia played New Zealand in February and March. I think even they had a second string side because they wanted their first choice test format players to go to South Africa, a series that never happened. So I don't really understand why the first has been created. Maybe the Sri Lankan legends want to take a bit of attention away from how the Sri Lankan team is performing on the field. Uh, that is something that I'll never know, but I really don't understand why so much is being made of it.
0: Prasan, your thoughts? Is it a second string? Same question? And um, you know, is it a little bit um, demeaning for Sri Lanka to host such a series?
1: Uh, to answer your first question, I definitely don't think it's a second string side. Um, you know, if you look at the tweet that Sri Lanka put out in response to what uh, Ranathunga said, they specifically mentioned that 14 out of the 20 players have actually represented India, and this that just sort of, sort of goes on to say how much they're uh, really under pressure uh, as a board and as a team to actually perform. And uh, with those three big names out of the series, you know, after all the excursion they went through. And uh, all the trouble that they went through to go out of the buy bubble and now that they're banned, um, you know, there isn't much of leverage that Sri Lanka can have or they can take. So, uh, they probably jump at any opportunity that they get. Uh, but I see where Ranatunga is coming from. You know, he's he's obviously, you know, led Sri Lanka to su- so much success. Sri Lanka, at one point, were uh, world beaters with the players that they had. But now they're just down to a team which makes too many changes. Uh, they have two to three new names with every series that comes about. So. I see where Anantunga is coming from, but the sole intention I think was to make sure that he's uh, he he has his presence out there. But I don't think it's a second string Indian side at all because obviously, if you have the likes of Virat, Rohit, Umra, uh, you know, Rahane, and all of them in England, you can only feel the rest of the players that you have, and they're the cream of the crop from the IPL. So definitely not the second string side. And uh, although uh, like Shashat said, I, I don't think um, Sri Lanka have anything uh, in their army to actually. Uh, Proof that this Indian side is
0: a second-string team. Yeah, obviously, um, how the games go will also uh, answer that question. Uh, but Seshwath, I know you've been covering the England um, series against Sri Lanka and it, it, it's been a huge letdown in terms of performance from the uh, Sri Lankans. Um, obviously, the tour didn't start well. There are disputes going on with the players. Um, there was even a, a threat to the tour, whether that would go ahead. Have you seen this tour? Because, you know, um, I think me and Prasan talked about this last week about the lack of crowds, but you're not going to get crowds for one-sided games at this level.
2: Uh, to be very honest, uh, Sri Lanka have been pretty woeful in the ongoing T20 and ODI series. Even though their bowling has been, uh, has held its own at times in the series, their batting has been a big, big letdown. To add to it, they had three of their players breach the bio bubble to just venture out and that sort of just encapsulate the kind of problems that are that the Sri Lankan cricket team is currently facing. Apart from that, uh, they have appointed a new skipper in Kushal Pereira, which again is something that they have become very uh, accustomed to with respect to changing their captains. So, at this point in time, I don't think there is a lot of continuity in Sri Lankan cricket. And I feel that fortunes are going to plummet further before they can get better. And that is a huge can that we are attached that is also conjecture at this point in time because for quite a while since i have started following cricket i never saw a sri lankan team that wasn't having any talent this team at times seems like it has a massive dearth of talent and unwittingly they need to keep going back to the likes of angelo matthews dinesh chandimal dimut Karunaratne in the white ball format so that they just maintain some sort of decency. But then again, these players won't be there to serve you for long and Sri Lanka might have to invest in their youngsters at some point in time. But with each passing performance, they are making it very difficult for the board to take that decision.
0: Yeah, and prasan, I mean, when you look at the history of Sri Lankan cricket, I mean, it's not a big history considering when they joined the Test Arena. But certainly, in the one day, you know, the batsman that they had, they changed the game. In fact, when they won the World Cup, in terms of the big hitters at the start, you know, and the way they've just dropped, um, and they in this tour they didn't even look like a full member country. They looked like an associate member against uh, England, and that, in a way, is reflected in terms of the T20. They'll have to do go through the qualifying. It's really sad to see, but um, you know, is it now becoming really difficult now? for countries like Sri Lanka to maintain this levels without financial support? Or is it just simply a matter of no talent there at the moment? They're going through that phase.
1: I, I definitely don't think it's lack of talent uh, because, you know, uh, probably about three to four years back, you'd see every single Sri Lankan player would make uh, a good T2011. Uh, even currently, if you see the likes of Kusal Pereira, Dasun Shanaka, uh, Tisara Pereira has been there. Obviously, he's not there now. But if you look at some of these names, Tushman, Chamira, you know, there are players who have talent. But the only problem with Sri Lankan cricket is that they're never continues with the talent that they're backing. Uh, if you look at the Indian team, for example, you know, they have players who they know will play each and every game. Or we pretty much have like a 10 to 15 member uh, squad ready for the T20 World Cup. And maybe we'll just add like four or five names from the series and from the IPL. But that's not the case with Sri Lanka. They're always trying new players. Um, for example, they tried Vanindu Hasaranga at number four, when he's a number six player, so they're trying different combinations which aren't obviously working for them. Uh, they're looking at the likes of Dananjaya de Silva to get them out of trouble, which ideally should not be the case. They should have their top order batsmen scoring, and now with these three big names, you know these three these three players form the core of their batting unit, and with them out. And, you know, the, the future unknown in uh, Sri Lankan cricket, it's going to tend them only further. So, I feel uh, as much as they were outplayed in the England series, it's going to be only worse for them going into the in- India series. Because they don't know the team they're going to play with. And Kusal Pereira, for all the captaincy that he's done, he's very unsure about the players that he's also going to have to deal with, the team culture. So, I think that's where it really stems from, is that they don't have continuity. And uh, they're not really sure of the cricket that uh, Sri Lanka is supposed to produce to the global audiences.
0: Shashwar, does the ICC or even India is the big brother, I know um, our neighbouring nations don't like that term, but in terms of the power India has, do, do we or the ICC need to step in and support the Sri Lankan cricket? Because we we don't want to get to a stage where you've got the likes of Sri Lanka, West Indies, all struggling uh, when it comes to the big teams. Now South Africa is on the verge of becoming one of those nations.
2: Uh, this has uh, this has been a debate that has uh, been in the works for the past year or past 18 months, let's say, because the Sri Lankan cricket board administratively has undergone a lot of changes. It certainly doesn't have the kind of conviction that it had in earlier years, and inevitably that has led us led them to a situation where the board is actually fighting the players, whether it be for their wages or whether it be for central contracts, and that is something that is highly undesirable both for the board and for uh, the cricketers. As far as intervention from the BCCI or the ICC is concerned, I don't think an active intervention can be made from either of those parties because at the end of the day, Sri Lankan Cricket Board is representing their own country and it would not be right for any other country or any other institution to actually meddle into their affairs. What we can do, and I think what we are doing with this series is, we are ensuring that Sri Lanka gets a good slice of broadcasting uh, money, television rights money, just because we are the India is going over and playing uh, six games, three T20s and three ODIs. So I think that is something that that is the most that uh, the BCCI or the Indian cricket team can do as far as the icc is concerned this uh, revenue model actually began when uh, n srinivasan was in power when he started to make the big three started to separate the big three from the other cricket boards and that is when the slight lack of distribution of money started and that has slowly permeated into the system and so that we find ourselves in a situation where at least three or four top quality boards are facing a cash crunch but in a bit of while, I feel this thing could improve because that big three system has been abandoned for now. But then again, there isn't a lot the ICC or let's say someone like the BCCI can do if the Sri Lankan Cricket Board can't sort out its own problems.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. There's only a limited amount you can do, but it's just for the health of uh the four members, actually. You don't want it to become the top three. Um, although, to be fair to New Zealand, it should be a top four now. Um, but, you know, you don't want the competition... No, in,
2: to... in terms of cricketing ability, yes. But in terms of the financial yeah. structure, it has always been looked up, upon as the big three.
0: Yeah, and I think, if, uh, on the back of that, fair fair play to the New Zealand Cricket Board uh, for doing what they're doing. They're obviously maximising all the finances they have to produce um, outstanding teams and might be a lesson for some of the other uh, nations. And um, in a way, Pakistan is now coming back. I think they seem to be um, in a place where they could challenge uh, the top four, top three. Um, and they've been in the doldrums for a long time, as we know, because of politics. So, you know, there is hope there. Uh, but let's turn to our boys and um, the tour. Uh, Prasan, w- what's India looking for in, from this tour?
1: I think they're just looking to have fun and uh, make sure that uh, you know these uh, young kids going to Sri Lanka have some experience under their belt. Because I mean, if, if you refer to India as a big dog, Sri Lanka has been the chew toy for a long, long time now, and that's unfortunately the situation that Sri Lankan cricket finds itself in right now. Uh, because they don't have the ta- they do have the talent at their disposal, but the execution is somewhat missing, and they don't have the system right from the top. Uh, you know, they tried to cram in an LPL, a Lanka Premier League, uh, within the last uh, few months. They even finished an edition. There's the second edition starting later this month. Um, they tried to have like different competitions within Sri Lanka, which hasn't worked. So that they're moving in the wrong direction. And I feel uh, for India, it's going to be a matter of trying to play players in different positions. Uh, although Rahul Travit's is probably going to be stepping out of his comfort zone And when he basically said that all players won't get that chance. Uh, that's something that he's done in the uh, under-19 setup where he's given each and every youngster a chance to play a match. Uh, but here, I think we're going to see very... Um, specific combinations that are going to be uh, played out by the Indian team. And uh, for whatever it's worth, I think uh, it's going to be a domination, uh, but I might have to eat my words probably, although I don't see it happening at all. But I think it's going to be a matter of trying to experiment uh, players at different roles and just finding replacements for the main players who are already part of that D20 World Cup squad.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a couple of careers, I would even go to that length that are going to be... um made or uh, broken in this series. Um, But I've just brought up a screenshot from the BCCI. Um, We have to give um, credit to where we get this from so we don't get into trouble. Of The uh, squad that's been picked, uh, Sheshwat, I don't know if you've got it in front of you or you can see the screen that we're sharing, but um, just as a starting uh, conversation uh, for the T20 World Cup, because we know this is what the focus on will be. I know there's three ODIs, but if we focus on the T20 World Cup, and the players from this team who ideally would you want in that first uh, uh, team uh, to play sri lanka in the first uh, t20 uh, give me your batting as the, lineup
2: yeah, as far as the t20 world cup is concerned i am uh, from that perspective i'm really excited to see how surya kumar yadav fares because surya kumar yadav at least in my book is uh, should be starting for india at the t20 world cup and it will also be very interesting to see how he copes up in his second international series. Because we have known a lot of players who have flourished in that first series and then have gone off the boil. From that perspective alone, it would be interesting to see how he adapts to the challenges. Because even though Sri Lanka have not been in the greatest of forms, a lot of international cricketers would have come to know about his strengths and his weaknesses after having seen him play a few games against England. Apart from that, I'll also want to see Kuldi Yadav being given a few games now that he's being taken to Sri Lanka. Ideally, I would not have wanted him to be in the squad altogether and I would have preferred him to be at home and work upon his bowling and then come back once he is fully confident in himself. But now that we are taking him, it is important that we give him game time because we don't want him to feel that he is not even a part of as Ranatunga put it, India's second string side. If that happens, then that will be a real blow to his confidence more than anything else. Third person I'm looking uh, forward to very much is Varun Chakravarti because he brings to the fore a skill set that is that can't that isn't uh, readily available in the Indian domestic circuit. The mystery bowler has been something of a luxury for Indian cricket, and we've seen over the years teams that have had some x factors in their bowling lineup have always done well in these multi-nation tournaments. Whether you look at Sunil Narayan or you look back at Ajanta in Mendes at, at one point in time for Sri Lanka. I think India might want a spinner capable of winning a match on his own and if Varun Chakravarti comes through the fitness uh, standard that the Indian team has set, I think it could be a very, very useful option moving forward, especially with the T20 World Cup being held in the UAE.
0: Uh, Prasan, just on the back of that and uh, the players that Shashwat mentioned, um, Kuldeep, for the first uh, question to you, how much pressure is he on to perform?
1: I think he's, he's under tremendous pressure, actually, um, you know, one of, one of the writers at Sportskeed did uh, speak to uh, Kuldeep and he said that KKR don't seem to be interested in winning matches. Uh, not really sure where that stemmed from but um, you know obviously he's under tremendous pressure he hasn't even been a part of that kkr setup uh, he's been overlooked by the first i mean the main indian team if you can put it that way um, so if he doesn't play uh, the matches against sri lanka that's going to be a major dent to his confidence uh, simply because you know a spinner of his type isn't uh, you know isn't something that is uh, readily available in the indian circuit um, uh, what he brings to the table is very, very different. You might have backups to the likes of Chahal, Rahul, Rahul Chahal, Varun Chakravarti. But you don't have a backup for Kuldeep Yadav and that makes him a unique player in his own right. But if he doesn't play, that just means that there's a lot more uh, pressure that falls on his shoulder. And I think after this uh, particular series, uh, if he doesn't really feature in it, I don't think he's making the T20 World Cup squad. And from there, I don't think he's going to feature in the Indian team again. So, this is definitely going to be a make or break series for him. And only for that reason, I hope that he really gets a look-in, uh, along with Chahel as well, who I feel has been underutilised uh, both in England series and in the IPL. So uh, Kulcha is a combination that I'm looking forward to, and uh, hopefully it does pan out in the same way.
0: But I mean, um, the, the spinners should have a good time in Sri Lanka. So how can we judge?
1: <laughs> they, they they should just uh, you know give it their best and pick wickets. I guess we don't even know what eleven Sri Lanka is going to put up. So. Uh, you, they, I mean, I, I think Ranu Tungal now need to say that he's pissed off that Sri Lanka is going to be playing a C-string team or whatever D-string team that they're going to be playing. So, yeah, I mean, they're absolutely in turmoil and uh, I think this is the perfect opportunity to give both Chahal and Kuldeep a lot of confidence by uh, getting them to play matches and uh, giving them the opportunity to actually do well in Sri Lanka.
0: And in in terms of the wicket, obviously, we've got two there, um, Sanjeev Anishin, going on the tour. Um, Both young players that will definitely feature for the national team moving forward. Uh, But anyone stand out for you, uh, Oh,
2: Sorry, I couldn't uh, get the last part of the question.
0: In terms of the wicket keepers, we're taking two there, two extremely talented young men who will feature for our national team in the white ball cricket, 100% down the line. Uh, Who are you looking forward to perform? And maybe um, it's going to be a long shot for one of these two to get into the T20 World Cup. But who could?
2: I'm excited to see both of them in action, to be very honest. Uh, Just because of what Ishan Kishan did against England, since then he has not had a very good IPL season and he was dropped from the Mumbai Indian setup as well. So, for him to actually have that sort of redemption against an international quality opposition, even though Sri Lanka hasn't really performed to be classified as an international quality opposition per se, but still to walk out in an an ODI or in a T20 international and just acclimatize himself to those conditions will be a real test of his mental ability and it will tell us a lot about his character. As far as Sanju Samson is concerned, he has often been criticized for treading that fine line between being careless and carefree. An accusation that was labeled at Rishabh Pant as well not a while not long ago, it would be, at least from that perspective, it would be interesting to see how much the leadership at Rajasthan Royals has actually helped him mature as a cricketer. And during the IPL as well, he played a couple of innings where he showed a lot more maturity than he would have ideally done, let's say, a couple of seasons ago or even in the 2020 season of the IPL. Plus, if I am not wrong, Sanju Samson has enjoyed great success when playing under Rahul Dravid for the India AIA team. Uh, if i recall correctly it was an away series where uh, sanju samson was batting at number 5 and uh, at um, number 5 or number 6 the, rahul dravid was the head coach and sanju samson played the role that dhoni usually played with the indian team and he just finished off games came back 40 not out 50 not out run a ball innings innings that just ensured india got over the line rather than wanting to finish yeah. it 3 over early and then throwing his wicket away so from that perspective i really feel this will be a huge series for sanju samson and with ravid at the helm, I expect him to play most of these games
0: on offer. And in terms of a couple of the other players, um, Prasad, um, we know the likes of Gayakwad and um, Shashwat mentioned uh, Surya Suryakumar. Um, they the, you know, will be there in, in the future as well, challenging. But a couple of players I just wanted your thoughts on. And uh, it's what I said earlier about make or break. Uh, Manish Pandey and Nitish Rana. Um, a bit of pressure on them to perform to get back into that uh, eyesight of the selectors for the first. Well, I was going to say first team, but uh, for the uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, of course I do.
1: No, I mean I. I think more than Nitish, it's certainly going to be a very, very um, big task for Manish Pandey to perform uh, because he's been in and out of the side. In my opinion, he hasn't got too many opportunity opportunities to prove himself. Uh, He's done reasonably well in the chances that he's got. It's just that in the past few IPL seasons, um, he really hasn't had a leg side game. You know, most of his runs are uh, from square leg to probably about mid-on and uh, long-on. So that's probably one of the issues that he's had and uh, that's something that he'll want to change. And Sri Lankan pitches are tailor-made for someone like Manish Pandey, you know, um, spinners coming into play. And he's someone who really enjoys... That sort of a surface with not too much bounce on offer as well. So I think for Manish Pandey, this is sort of uh, probably his best chance to make that push for a spot in the T Twenty World Cup squad. Uh, Nitish Rana, I think, is very very young into the Indian uh, uh, in the Indian grand scheme of things, if I can put it that way, um, because we're just talking about a couple of IPL seasons. Uh, he opened the season, which was a big push for him. So, but I feel in some sense, Prithvi Shaw, Shikhar Dhawan being named captain, Devdutt Padikal, there are quite a few options that India can, uh, you know. Deal with. And with Rahul Ravid specifically mentioned that all players won't get a chance to play. So, I'm not sure if you're going to find someone like Hritharaj Gaikwar, Nitish Rana in that starting 11. But for the middle order, I think uh, it's an embarrassment of riches with Ishan Kishan, Surya. Iyer uh, isn't there. If he was there, then probably that debate also would have been put to rest. So, a lot of opportunities in the middle order, especially for someone like Manish Pandey, who absolutely needs the opportunities to make a comeback. He doesn't even have a contract right now. Um, so yeah, I, I think for Manish, it's going to be a massive opportunity, and he'll, he, I hope that he performed really well and uh, makes that push for that uh, World Cup squad.
0: And just um, uh, what uh, we've talked about, some of the players that are under pressure, but there's one that's under pressure straight away. Do you think Prithvi Shaw sure is playing for a place in the uh, full squad that's touring England at the uh, in in the Test series because there's talks of um, him replacing Shrivinum?
2: Uh, As much as I have come to know Prithvi Shaw, I don't think he'll be feeling a lot of pressure. He'll go out to bat and if the first ball is there to hit, he'll go and hit it. So, that is the kind of mindset that he has and that is perhaps the kind of mindset that we need in England as well. Uh, And I'm expecting him to have a good series against Sri Lanka. Uh, Approximately around... uh, I I expect him to get at least two good scores and uh, with the kind of batting that he does, two good scores would eventually translate into Indian victories. I don't think Prithvi Shaw will... Obviously, from the outside, you might feel that Prithvi Shaw is under a lot of pressure. But the way he bats and just the way he is, I don't think he'll be feeling a lot of
0: pressure. So, you think regardless of um, a bad shot or two, he will get the nod to go to England?
2: With uh, Shubman Gill ruled out, I think uh, there is quite, there is a huge possibility that he gets on the he gets on a plane to England. As things stand, there have been reports as well that have suggested that the Indian team management wants him aboard, uh, even though he might only be available for the last three tests. Obviously, you don't want him to get out to a bad shot or be rash, but. I don't think he'll alter his game style very much. I think he'll, especially when playing alongside Dhawan and with Dhawan as captain and with Rahul Ravid as coach, I don't really think he will curb his natural instincts and he will just bat the way he bats. And I think that is his best chance of success anyway. So one or two bad shots shouldn't really cloud our judgment as well because when you talk about players like Prithvi Shaw, Rishabh, Pant, the odd bad shot will be round the corner. It is what it is. more about what they do when they are playing good. Because the trades that they bring to the fore in these periods is something that no one across India can bring. And that is something that makes us want to persist with them when they play these bad shots or rash shots or irresponsible shots, as some people would like to call it.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that, 100%. Uh, how much wool should we wrap around uh, hartik Pandya, uh, Prasad? Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, I, I didn't hear you. How much cotton wool should we wrap around Harthik Pandya? Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I, I don't know because, uh, you know, I really want him back in the test circuit. Um, he's obviously a, a very big commodity for us in the limited overs, uh, you know, uh, part of it. But I, I think the whole debate that we had around the WTC, around the Indian team not picking that seamer was because we didn't have that depth in batting and that's something that Harthik Pandya offers. But I, I think we should, we should definitely look to give him some more time. Uh, probably protect him a little bit more, give him what he wants, especially in Sri Lanka because there's obviously no pressure coming in from them and uh, either from any of the standings or ICC uh, rankings that uh, might affect us in any way. So I think Hardik Panda should be given time to explore what he wants to do. But at the end of it, I think BCCI or even someone like Dravid, someone like Ravi Shastri or Kohli should put out a message that, you know, you are the, you are the all-rounder that we are looking to have in the site. Um, Because there's no answer to who next after Hardik Pandya. You you can't go back to Vijay Shankar because that's not the role that he plays. Um, You you really don't have a replacement for Hardik Pandya. So I think as much as we want to give Hardik Pandya time, let him enjoy his cricket. I think his goal and uh, his target for the long run, or at least in the next few months, before New Zealand come visiting, is that he's ready to bowl uh, and obviously play in that uh, low middle-order position where he's uh, good for playing there.
0: Yeah, there's one name I'm, I was laughing because there's uh, one if, name if that came into my something. head straight away when you said we haven't got a replacement, but I didn't want to mention him. But what, <laughs> uh go on,
2: sorry. Actually, I wasn't coming to the player that is being referred to here. I was
1: primarily talking about Harvey. We're Martin. not talking about Voldemort. it's okay, you can mention <laughs> his
0: name. I think it's getting to a stage where it is being sort of the one we don't mention. <laughs>
2: Uh, no, but uh, let us not go there. Let us come back to No, Hardik but seriously, uh,
0: Hardik Pandya and Shashwat, uh, Shashwat also follow up to that question and what you're going to say. We've got a dearth whenever you look at all the spots apart from this one.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. So, when I'm talking about Hardik Pandya, I don't really think his place is as safe in the T20 setup as it seems at this point in time. Really? I have a couple of reasons for it. Yeah, I have a couple of reasons for it. Firstly, If Hardik Pandya is not bowling, I think his value as a cricketer reduces quite significantly. And that leads me to the second point. Because his hitting style has been found out a little. England worked around it very well in the T20 series. Australia worked around it very well in the series down under. Even though Pandya had one good innings, that, uh, if I'm not wrong, it was at the SCG where he and Shreyas Ayer took India across the line. It was the second T20 if I'm not wrong. And he had a good innings in the ODI series as well. But apart from that, there are weaknesses in his game that have been exploited by opposition players. And if he is not able to bowl, I think we might be tempted to just keep some other options in the fray to function as a specialist batsman. Because I feel having Jadeja, Pandya bat number six and seven, we are, and plus you have. Virat Kohli at the top, you have Rohit Sharma at the top, we have a lot of conventional hitters as you would call them. All of them like target down the ground, all of them are good on the leg side, but not a lot of these players are actually 360-degree players. And according to me, you need to have at least a couple of players who will move around the crease, who will play the ramp shots or the scoop shots and actually make the bowler think. And that is why Surya Kumar Yadav seems to be a certainty, at least in my eyes, in the Indian team. So, if Hardik Pandya is not bowling, India might want to flirt with the option of wanting someone like a Surya Kumar Yadav there or another left-handed option in Nishan Kishan. Or if someone else can actually stake a claim and bowl a couple of overs, I think that spot will be open. So, I am not of the opinion that Hardik Pandya should have been rested in this series or should be given rest. I think he needs to play all the games and prove that he still has it because he hasn't been in the greatest of form.
0: But I mean, in terms of the follow up, who's next? Because we, we that are missing. The,
2: that, that is the next problem because we've invested so much time into Hardik Pandya as being our next all rounder. People compared him to Kapil Dev at one point in time, mm. which is, <laughs> which if you look back at it, is a pretty uh, a huge boots to fill. I'd rather put it that way. But because we've had we've put so many. Yeah, because we put so many eggs in that particular basket, we are suddenly faced with a situation where we don't have any kind of alternatives. We've tried Vijay Shankar in the past, but I'll always maintain that he is much more suited to batting at the top of the order and in red ball cricket. As far as white ball cricket is concerned, we've also given Shivam Dubey a go. But with each passing game, we've only understood that uh, he is perhaps even more one-dimensional than Hardik Pandya. And he is perhaps only good against left-arm spin, which in international cricket might not really cut it. Plus, the uh, next option, next perhaps, uh, possibility that we have is to play Shardul Thakur as an all-round But again. <laughs> I don't think
1: he can qualify as a top-7 batsman. No, no. Age is just, just the over. It. It's, it's okay. We, we don't want Shardul
0: Thakur. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know we
1: don't want him at CSK, but that's he... how it is.
0: He's gonna hit the winning six in the T twenty World Cup final, <laughs> then we'll see. Um <laughs> a couple Time of players.
1: Breath, wait,
0: yeah, remember the name. Um in <laughs> terms of um uh the senior players, they have got nothing to prove. Uh Shikha, we know it's if he's fit, he will be in the squad. Um, but uh in terms of Bowie, um and I do feel for him. Um, you know, I, I rate him highly, I know you guys do. Um what chances for him to get into the T Twenty World Cup? And let's face it, Sri Lanka is not the best place to judge him. Hassan. Yeah, I think
1: he's. Uh, I I think he's certainly in the scheme of things. Um, it's just very unfortunate that uh, you know he couldn't play a big part of the IPR because he was injured, and obviously even now he couldn't make the England team because he's recovering from injury. But he would, he would have obviously been the first choice pacer had he made that England squad. And of course, I think his commodities are a lot more valuable in. Uh, the red ball format, but that being said, I think he's the best exponent of swing that we have currently in the Indian team, and he should definitely make the uh, you know T20 World Cup squad if he's fit enough and if he proves his worth in the IPL. And that's precisely why I think it's good for him to play this uh, series of against Sri Lanka, and uh, you know then he'll be going into the IPL in match form, uh, and if he does well there for the Sunrisers Hyderabad, and I think he has a very good shot at making that T20 uh, World Cup side. And someone like Deepak Chahar might need to make way for him, but that's it. I think Bhuneshwar Kumar is certainly uh, a sure starter for me in the T20 World Cup squad. And uh, I think that's how it should be. And these upcoming series will give him a chance to get into match fitness, if nothing else.
0: I really hope so. And um, part of me thinks that, you know, considering when the Test Series against England is. I think apart from Prithvi, um, they should have said, believe he'll fit, and he shows his fitness in this tour, we should um, call him up as well. Um, even if he plays the last three test matches, I think he'll still suit his game. And like you said, it's something that we're missing. A um, couple of players, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Sheshwath, and apologies, but just for my knowledge, and probably a couple of um, listeners, because I know everybody else will know, if you can talk a little bit about Chetan and um, Gautam, uh in terms of their player type of players and um how you rate them
2: oh uh, you're asking about gautam and chetan sakaria
0: yeah.
2: yeah so as far as uh, chetan sakaria is concerned he is a very good uh, exponent of spring bowling he can move the ball both ways and uh, if the conditions in sri lanka are going to be humid as it is expected to be he might be able to extract a lot of swing and Looking at how the Sri Sri Lankan batters have fared against that kind of bowling recently, he might be among the wickets as well if he gets a chance to roll his arm over. He he doesn't bat a lot, so I don't think he will uh, particularly qualify under the criteria of bowlers who can bat a bit. As far as Gautam is concerned, Gautam is uh, a good or restrictive off-spinner. He can bowl in the power play. He can bowl in the middle overs. He bowls tidy lines. He doesn't spin the ball a lot. But he has a good height. He gets a bit of extra pounds. And he bowls very close to the stumps. So, he is a little difficult to get away. But if someone lines him up, he also finds it very difficult to get away from the batsman. So, there will be a big challenge for Gautam if he plays. More than that, I think Gautam has been selected as a replacement for say someone like a Krunal Pandya if something were to happen to Krunal Pandya in the middle of the tour, Gautam would be as like for like a replacement as you could find in that spot. As far as his batting is concerned, he certainly hits a long ball, and uh, his batting ha- earned him more plaudits in the IPL when he was at the Rajasthan Royals as well. Didn't quite work out for him at uh, the Kings and Punjab, then Punjab Kings now and also wasn't able to re- get an opportunity with CSK. So his batting might be something that would have interested the Indian think tank a lot more because he has the ability to go big from ball one.
0: Well, I think uh, both of you, from what you just said, I'm really looking forward to the series. A lot of talent to look forward to, how they perform. And um, it'll be interesting to see um, how Shekhar leads the team um, and um, see if want um, to maybe more players can feature in the T20 World Cup. We'll look back when the squad is um, selected to see how many of these players get into that squad. It'll be interesting. Obviously, there's a IPL as well in the way. Uh, so we'll look back on this. It'll be interesting. But it's uh, really some, a series that I think um, it's going to be good to see these young talent. But just one word answers from both of you. Um, and I'll start with you, Prasant. Uh, Rahul Javid, the next coach of the national team.
1: I think this is a perfect opportunity for him to, you know, stake that uh, uh, stake that claim to actually become the next coach because he is uh, known to work with the youngsters and uh, there aren't too many senior players in this side. So if he can pull off something magical or if, if the Indian team, you know, dominates the Sri Lankan series as much as we're expecting them to do, uh, and if India, you know, unfortunately don't do too well in Eng- in England, and I think it uh, it makes for a good case for Rahul Dravid to sort of take over, but. I don't see Ravi Shastri leaving immediately, probably in a few months or early next year. But I think Rahul Dravid is obviously the next answer to who next after Ravi Shastri.
0: I just picked up a line that you said, we're looking to dominate this series. Our young boys are (laughs) going to dominate a full-member nation in their home series. So that's interesting. But um, uh, Shashwat, Dravid and kohli a good pair? Uh,
2: Personally, I don't think uh, it will work. I think uh, that might go down the Virat kohli Anil Kumle route again. Because Dravid, as far as I know, as far as I've seen him captain and seen him coach teams, he likes to adhere to a lot of details. He might not... uh, He's a very uh, methodical person. He has ideas for everything and he wants everything to be done in in an orderly manner. I think Kohli and Ravi Shastri work very well because Ravi Shastri wants to give Kohli a free hand at most of the time and Ravi Shastri just intervenes when he has to. Rahul Dravid might be a lot more hands-on but I don't think that will be a bad thing for Indian cricket considering uh, that we have a lot of youngsters coming through the ranks. But as far as that partnership is concerned, I am a little sceptical. They have never worked together. They seem to be uh, quite uh, different in their personalities as well. But anything, anyone who says that Rahul Dravid isn't as, as aggressive is wrong. Rahul Dravid likes to play aggressive cricket. Don't let his calm demeanour fool you. We all saw that advertisement he did recently. But nevertheless, let's not get get into that. But Rahul Dravid is someone who likes to play on the front foot, much like Virat Kohli. But I think that is perhaps where the similarities might end.
0: Alright, then uh, Rahul and um, Rohit, the Rolls Royce <laughs> of Indian cricket, R&R. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Ra- Ra- rahul dravid and rohit might work a lot more because a couple of reasons obviously because uh, rohit sharma has had experience of having a hands on coach at mumbai indians because mahila jaywardhan is very similar to rahul dravid in the in the manner that he prepares for matches in the kind of advices and the technical tweaks that he makes to bowlers batsmen on that front i think rohit sharma might not find it as difficult to adapt to him plus rohit sharma also, has a certain adherence to matchups. If you followed uh, the Mumbai Indian setup closely, they have good systems in place and they usually try to attack the opposition when they least expect it with the matchups that are favorable to them. And Rahul Dravid, because he is so methodical and he has go- a good systematic approach in place, I think that will also work in his favor. But then again, that is a discussion that is better left for another day because as, as things stand, the Ravi Shastri Virat Kohli combination is heading indian cricket and well, uh, i don't think we'll be changing it in for a while
0: just like the young guns we've sent to sri lanka for the future we're just talking about the Bharat, future any and
1: any non rcb fan you ask a question they're always going to say rohit sharma <laughs> captain india so that's never going to be a debate for any non rcb fan uh, um, I, I, I think
0: to be fair to be be i think it's a debate for some rcb fans as well yeah, I, I mean,
1: I have a lot, I, I've I said a lot of things in the past which I absolutely don't regret
0: at all. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, I mean, th- th- it's a chicken and egg situation. Should we pick the coach and then the bo- uh, captain that matches their uh, mentality or should we pick the captain and we'll get a coach to suit them? So, we'll talk about that when the time in, comes. In
2: Indian cricket, the coach is always appointed as per the captain's needs. I just like to put it out there.
0: Well, Ravi Shastri is going to be coach for the next few years then. OK, so um, I want to move to a tour that's happening now, and it's the Indian women's team. Uh, Prasad, what's the coverage like back home? Because I think um, they've done really well. We know how hard it is to tour England, um, and it's been a while since they've come. Uh, and they are, they've are they moved up the rankings in the past few years. And um, But what's the coverage been back home?
1: Yeah, I think it's been fairly good. Uh, simply because there hasn't been much cricket apart from um, you know the WTC that happened. Are they so showing the games
0: live? The... Sorry? They're showing the games live.
1: Yeah, they are. They are. They are showing it live, and um, it's good. You know, I mean, it's good to see that the women's team is getting matches to play. Finally, you know, after all the conversations that happened, after all the debates happened around the BCCI not organizing matches. There's finally some movement happening in the women's division and as much as it hurts that you know they aren't probably applying themselves as much as we'd like to, uh, they're playing a series after a very long time. Uh, a lot of people are talking about the laborious innings that happened with them playing 30-odd. Uh, dot, uh, 30 odd O's without a run scored but they still go to 2 not one there are a couple of things happening, a lot of improvements have happened and uh, today's the third ODI but you know better about the weather so if you're saying it won't happen, it probably won't but there's a, a, a man can always hope I guess, but um, speaking about hope, I think this Indian team is definitely developed, developing in the right direction uh, we're moving in, in, the, in the good direction unfortunately, uh, the top 5 haven't scored as heavily uh, the chinks in the batting armour are clearly seen uh, that's something that need to be ironed out over a period of time but match practice is always something that helps uh, something that gives a good assessment of what needs to be changed uh, and i think Mithali Raj uh, for someone who's been um, around the circuit for a long time 22 years playing playing cricket i think she's very happy with uh, where the team is right now and there is a lot of talent at disposal i just hope that you know they put it together uh, they sort of put up individual performances and stitch it together and uh, produce a good um, game that you know that Hopefully,
0: this third ODI, uh,
1: they can win it and you know prove that they are obviously good and they're not as bad as the numbers suggest.
0: Uh, Sashwath, I mean, they are a very young team as well. We've got better experience. But when we talk about the men's team and the young talent that's coming up, extremely young players. I think there's a 17-year-old uh, young uh, woman. I was going to say lady, but you never know the right term. But uh, young player uh, playing there as well. And the, the way they fought, to draw the test match was incredible. Um, They had a good chance of winning the uh, ODI the other day. Some might say they should have won considering. uh, But England are a very, very good one-day team. Um, How how, how have you seen their performance this year? Or in this series Uh, rather?
2: So, I am a little cruder in my assessment and uh, I don't really feel that uh, our ODI team is actually heading in the right direction. Uh, I've been hearing murmurs that there might be something going on behind the scenes with respect to the leadership. And uh, as things stand, I personally don't feel Mithali Raj is the right person to lead us into the next 50 World Cup. I'd rather have Harmanpreet Kaur as the captain because she has shown previously that she can captain side in tense situations. And uh, she is the current uh, T20 international captain as well. So I feel the Harmanpreet core and Smriti Mandana nexus will work a lot better than what is happening currently. Mm-hmm. And even though social media should not be taken as any kind of yardstick or as any kind of indicator, you just feel that Mithali Raj is a little isolated from these youngsters that are coming through and these youngsters that are making the core of the site. Plus the fact that uh, India, especially in this, women's ODI era need to score a lot more and with Mithali Raj not really embodying that kind of approach, I think it might be time for a change in guard. Because at most, we can have one player like Mithali Raj who plays the anchor role. Otherwise teams such as Australia, South Africa or England will chase down the targets that we set them quite easily or they will post targets that are well beyond our reach even before we start our innings. At the pre- at the moment, a lot of pressure is being put on Shefali Verma. Mm. We should not forget that she is just a 17-year-old. And uh, because Harmanpreet has also not been in the greatest of forms, it has all boiled down to either of Smriti Mandana or Shefali Verma scoring runs. If none of them uh, actually gets a substantial score, we are never going past 250. That is the kind of feeling that I am getting. And against these strong sides, a to- sub-250 total, with the kind of bowling attack that we have might be good enough for Indian tracks, but on pitches that are slightly flat as they were in February and March against South Africa as well. We struggled, we lost that series 4-1 and I would want to see a slight change in approach and I feel that change in approach might come in with a change at the top. But again, I'm not really sure if uh, we are open to having that conversation at this point in time. But with the World Cup still a couple of years away, I think this might be the right time to actually allow Harman Preet Kaur to shape the team as per her liking and get down to her work. I am not suggesting that Mithali Raj needs to be completely omitted from the side, but we need to ensure that we are not playing that brand of cricket because that brand of cricket in today's day and age might just have become a little archaic, especially on the truer wickets that we get these days.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, fair points and really good points there. And um, I, I'm on your side in terms of um, Mittaliraj and being part of the team. But, you know, maybe I was going to say going down the Pirat Kohli way of captaincy with uh, Mandana. I don't know if that's a comparison in terms of. Uh, but, um, you know, when you look at the record, uh, Prasun, you know, the finalists in the last two ICC tournaments, they've got a big uh, tour of Australia coming up, including, if I'm not wrong, a day-night. Game test match, um, so lots to look forward to, um, and um, uh, you know I take the point with uh, made, but, but it's it's good team and it's progressing well.
1: Yeah, I think it certainly is a good team. Uh, you know, we we have uh, a, the perfect mix, mix of youth and experience. You know, with Shefali, Jemima, uh, and the seniors in Julan Goswami, Mithali Raj, uh, Deepti Sharma has really settled into a wonderful all round role in the side. Harman Preetkar is also. Uh, you know, obviously hasn't performed too well in recent times, but she has the potential. So yeah, I, I think the team is very good. Uh, you know, when you look at it on paper, uh, it's just unfortunately that hasn't translated to results on the field. Uh, and let's not forget they haven't played a match, you know, for a very very long time. And they're playing in England, which is foreign conditions. Uh, obviously they haven't, they didn't even have a practice game. Uh, you know, no one really stood up and said that they want a practice game. Kohli asked for it, and he's got like a county eleven that's going to face India uh, in, in a few weeks from now. didn't have any practice games and they straight away had to go into a test match and then odia has to follow so i think it's been a tough couple of weeks for the uh women in blue um i think this the team is really good otherwise they wouldn't have made that uh t20 world cup final so overall i think it's a good balance they'll probably just need those individual performers to stand up uh you know really uh, give their best on any given day and you know put those performances together to put up a good fight against the opposition so i think it's good times ahead hopefully Ahead of the Australian series, they will have a couple of practice matches to play, which will be crucial before the pink ball test. And instead of all this acting as a political mileage or being a PR stunt of just saying, you know, BCC is doing its thing to actually promote women's cricket, uh, they should look to provide a blueprint to actually, you know, make sure that the women are prepared for it.
0: 100%. Yeah, well said. And um, we'll see if that happens. And um, look forward to uh, seeing how they go on today and in the, in the T20 games as well. Um, hopefully they can pick up a couple of wins, which will be good, which is very, very tough here in England, as we know. Uh, But now we've come to that stage where it could be the decider or I might have to uh, wreck my brain and come up with a round five. I'm I'm still thinking we might still have a round five, but it is quiz time. And um, I know we've been doing a lot of IPL records. I think we've probably covered all of them. And to be fair to you guys, you know all of them. So um, I thought we'd uh, change it a little bit. We've just finished around the first Round of the World Test Championships, and um, in that uh, period of two years, two and a half years, there were 51 centurions in the World Test Championships over the past uh, few years. Um, so, the quiz today is for you to name those 51 centurions and um, I'm going to start with you Prasan. I'm going to give you the honor of uh, starting. Obviously there'll be some names that you'll be rattling off very quickly. So go on mm-hmm. Prasan, hit me with the first one. Uh, I'm I'm going to go very easy
1: and say uh, Joe Root.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Sachwald.
2: Uh, Rohit Sharma.
0: Of course.
1: Uh Labushin?
0: Of course.
2: Uh, Kane Williamson.
0: Of course, the world champion. Skipper.
1: <laughs> uh, Steve Smith.
0: Yeah, I know some of these are going to be really... Shashwag.
2: A player that I wanted to be replaced in the Indian team, but still is a part of the Indian team, Rahane.
0: Well, <laughs> he has scored a century, so maybe deserves a place in the, squad, in the team. <laughs> Mr. B.A. Stokes. England All-Rounder. Shashwat. Uh, Baba Razam? Yes. Um, Kanan Ratna? I have seen his name and the Sri Lankans do score centuries now and again. Shashwat. Uh,
2: Quinton de Kock.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, neither of us said Virat Kohli I can't remember <laughs> yeah, can, can we have a thing where we tell one but then if it's told you know we, we don't <laughs> is Virat Kohli part of the list
2: though is that is one of your no, answers no
0: he's not <laughs> um, he's not. Right no. Sheshwatt.
2: it's my chance
0: yeah Kohli's yeah. in there oh,
2: uh, Mayankha Garbhan. Mayankha
0: Garbhan. of course yes from the recent series Uh, David Warner? David Warner, of course. Uh, hmm.
2: I, I can't remember if the Pakistan England series was a part of the uh, World Test Championship cycle. <laughs> but if it was, then uh, it never I'd go for a safer option. Is Shan Masood in there by any chance?
0: Shan Masood is in there. Uh, one of uh, one of
1: Shashot's favourite players. <laughs> I can't even see if he's chuckling. That's a problem. Uh, Tom, Sibley. Well,
0: Tom Sibley <laughs> is a centurion in the recent World Test Championships.
2: Hanuma Vihari?
0: I'm going to have to look through my list on this one. Vihari is on there. He's uh, near the bottom, but he's, he has scored a century.
2: Against West Indies, if I'm not wrong on that. Tor,
0: V one two
1: zero. My turn now. Yeah. Uh, I remember. Is Josh Butler part of the
0: list? Josh Butler, I'm pretty sure. Yes, he is.
1: I think he scored like a one seventy or something close to that.
0: I won't be able to tell you the score. I might do. I don't know. Um...
1: It was
2: uh, that. Oh, okay. I shouldn't probably say the name
0: now. No, 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 no. After the. But he scored
2: 152. Uh, Was it against Pakistan?
0: Uh, I'm not sure who it was against. (laughs) I've just got his score.
2: Okay, so uh, uh, I'll go with Blackwood.
0: Blackwood is in there.
1: Yep. Uh, Rory Burns?
0: Rory Burns? <laughs> yes, he's there.
2: Mm. I think Daryl Mitchell should also be there. He got one in the recent series against the West Indies, if I'm not wrong. <gasps>
0: <gasps> Shashwat! Oh no! Darren Mitchell.
1: Daryl
2: Mitchell, yeah, New Zealand all rounder.
0: I'm looking twice. Could this be? <coughs> I don't think I he has Mitchell. my friend. Darren Mitchell. No,
1: Shashar, I think I think that was B J Watling,
2: no? No, Watling also. Just just let me cross check he got one in the recent series when De Grandom was injured in
0: recent series against
2: uh who did they play last they played uh, in... Pakistan last home the last home series I'm certain he got a hundred and I think he got it at quicker ball and, uh, just let me see
0: oh we've got we, this has gone to uh, VAR now oh uh, <laughs> we're gonna take yes
2: against pakistan Christchurch, church 3rd january 2021. how much did he score 102 not out of
0: 112. why isn't he on my list
2: the new zealand pakistan series was a part of the test championship right prasen as far as i remember it was or mean, yeah, Williamson I mean, would not have gotten so many runs because those are the only two series he scored heavily in. Yeah,
1: I mean, I honestly, I don't remember.
0: I'll have to check this and see if um, it was or
1: not. I mean, I, I, I think I know that the uh, New Zealand uh, Pakistan series was part of WTC. So if it happened during that time, then yeah, I mean, Part of the he,
0: he's not on the list though, so I have to go on my list, and um, I'll have to double and, check. I'm pretty
2: sure he got a hundred, and that, that series was part of the Test Championship final as well. Uh,
0: in New Zealand.
2: In New Zealand, yeah, Christchurch. He got it uh, this year. Yeah, start of the. I think this was the New Year Test.
0: Well, wow. this B A R check is going for too long. We should know this <laughs> right now. Um, should I just give
2: another name then?
0: No, no. If you're wrong, my friend, <laughs> is that. It? It no, got, but I know i, you know. I mean, wrong. Either. So,
1: if if Mitchell scored that uh, hundred during the series against Pakistan, then it was part of the W D C Championship. That's what I saying. It was part of W D C.
2: Because I was doing commentary on that game, so I remember that game very
0: well. Are you sure he's part of the? Uh... Nichols got
2: one hundred and fifty-seven. <laughs> yes, uh, Henry Nichols got one hundred and fifty-seven that game. He batted for about three hundred thirty or three hundred forty balls, if I'm not wrong. A long marathon Pujara skinnings.
0: I think you need to give me another name. I'm I'm gonna check this and uh, I'll come back to you on that one because he's not on the list. Give me another name. Uh
2: Fawad Alam?
0: No, he's not on the list.
1: Are you sure? <laughs> Fawal Alam. No, I, I remember Fawal Alam scoring a century though. I, I think it was uh I he think it was something some on... on... around. Yeah, yeah. No 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 no. I, I think he scored a century against New Zealand only. I think he just got to a century and then he got out, I guess.
0: See, I don't think that was part of the uh the, the World Test Championships.
2: Strange. Because if uh, Babar Barbarazan's uh, hundred has been taken into account did Babar score a hundred anywhere else?
1: No, I don't think he scored anywhere else.
2: Because he had, he scored the, he scored a hundred at home against South Africa. That's something I remember
0: very well. You said Darren Mitchell, yeah?
2: Darren Mitchell, yeah.
0: Yeah, in New Zealand, Pakistan was part of the World Test Championships. Right. This is going to go to a dispute, and I've got Babar <laughs> as well, um, but I'm going to have to give this to could Oh,
2: but, but I'm sure that Fawad Alam got a 100 against South Africa at um, home. I think it was at Lahore if I'm not wrong.
0: Baba Razam.
2: No, no,
1: Fawad Alam.
0: Fawad Alam. Yeah, Fawad is not on the list. I'm going on... Uh... I
1: remember Fawad got a century against New Zealand. I don't remember him getting one against uh, South Africa.
0: No, he's not on the list at all. And Strange. Very that strange. That
2: series was part of the Test Championship uh, final, because that was the series that had supposedly kept Pakistan alive in the race for the final, even though it was very <laughs> far-fetched at that point as well.
0: Right, this is uh, getting a bit uh, controversial now with me, uh, not having <laughs> the right um centurions here but i've got a list here and it's up to date up to the new zealand one and uh in terms of the Pakistani, i mean i don't want to say it uh but i've got a few pakistani players here but not the ones you've mentioned and not the kiwi as well which is strange um i'll have to see you're
2: talking about this uh, obviously there's only been one world test championship cycle so
0: yeah yeah
1: So, August 2019
2: to, what is it? July 2021. Yeah, the West Indies or South Africa test was the last test of the cycle.
0: See, Darren Mitchell is not even in the squad. Uh, Did he play in the second test?
2: Uh, Yes, I don't. Yeah, it would have been the second test.
0: Yeah. Okay. Right. This is going to go to a. Um, I have to double check. Uh,
2: which which website? Which website are you following uh, for compiling the list? ESPN. Info.
0: Yeah.
2: They should ideally have it
0: because. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why I go to the top. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put a nail on this one, and uh, this is not gone how I thought it would. Uh, you've given me two names, uh, Darren Mitchell and um, Fawad Alam. Yeah. Okay, let me see if I accept Mitchell, just to carry on. And not Fawad though, I'll accept L- let Mitchell. Me, let,
2: me think, let me think of some mainstream names then. Most no, of I'll, them have been
1: spoken of already.
0: I'll go to uh, Prasan. I'll accept Mitchell. <laughs> I'll have to double check that though.
1: Henry Nichols.
0: Yes. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, Zach Crawley. I'm pretty sure I've seen Zach's name. Yep, yeah, Zach has scored a century.
2: What a double actually.
1: Uh uh
0: Olipo. I'm pretty sure. Sure I've seen Olipop's name as well. Oli Pop scored a yeah. century against South Africa. Yeah, he's, he's in, he there. in
2: there. Faf Duprasi?
0: He is in there. Faf has scored a century in the World Test Championships.
2: 199 that too.
1: Quite a pity.
0: Mr. Uh, <laughs> West Indies savior Kyle Mayers. Yes, I've seen uh, Kyle Mayers in there.
1: 200 and. Yeah.
0: It. yeah.
2: I think in that very same match, Mominul Haq might have also got an 100.
0: Yes, he did. Yeah.
1: <coughs> How about uh, Inzamam's favorite player, Mr. Rashi Pandit, Bishop Panth?
0: Yes, of course. <laughs>
2: Mohamed Rizwan?
0: I'm pretty sure I've seen Mohammed Rizwan, yes.
1: Tennai uh, Fairy Tale, Ravi Chandran Ashwin. <laughs> of course.
2: Uh, uh, Matthew Wade?
0: I'm pretty sure I've seen Matthew Wade's name, yes, indeed. Mm. The, the, the same West match, um, uh,
1: uh, oh, yeah, uh, that Bonner guy in, in- Bonner,
0: in Krumah Bonner,
1: yeah, he, he's uh, his century with, uh, I think that was like instrumental and him and Kyle Meyers were like the heroes of that match.
2: Yeah, he batted number three that game where West Indies chased down some 390 or something. 389
0: if I'm not right. right. Do you know what? I need to have a look at this list that they've given me because he's <laughs> not on this list either. Oh my goodness. Right I'm 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 going to it's not fair on you guys for me not to have some of the names you're mentioning on this list So what I'll do this is turning into a nightmare for me um <laughs> is I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to call it we're gonna, we're. Going to, I'm gonna put a stop to this one today because you're giving me names that are not on this list, and obviously, um, I need a break. I need a break, and you've been getting all of them. But the ones you've given me, a couple of the names are not on this list. I'm gonna to have to go back, and we'll have round four next week oh my goodness um, this is uh, it's okay. this it's is okay. what it's happens okay. when you have uh,
1: being, uh, flopped in the WDC, so you, you this is have, what uh,
0: happens when you have so good experts on the quiz that they put the uh, quiz master to shame um, but uh, folks, this is on Tinderhooks, really. Um, and we're going to postpone it for another week. And we'll have round four where I am better prepared. And ESPN is going to get an email from me about this list that they've uh, got on their website. And um, I'll come back to you. So, yeah. Um, at least it tested your uh, brains and got it working, and you were thinking I, I, of names.
2: I was waiting to say one name. I I had Yasir Shah in my mind from. Yeah, Professor, I, mean, I, I, knew knew it
1: I Even, even I, I was gonna I was gonna say it last because like that 113 <laughs> is like one of the most uh, epic knocks. So Ashwin and Yasir Shah were gonna be my two trump cards. But then I was just like, okay, let me just use Ashwin before I say Yasir.
0: Oh my god! Yeah,
2: I remember, I remember Markram getting one as well. But after that, I think yeah. I'd have to search for all these Sri Lankan names because you never know which Sri Lankan player is playing in which game. Well, or would have scored under sometime.
0: Well, what can I say? Uh, I've let you down again, uh, two weeks in a row. But I will come back stronger. This is going to be my homework for this week uh, to get a, a quiz that actually works, like the first three rounds. And has the right names on it. Um, but I was going to talk about the World Test Championship, but I'm going to... The next series of games that are coming up. And I'm um, just going to... We'll talk uh, quite a bit more uh, next week in the uh, show in terms of um, uh, the games coming up for India. Uh, but uh, I just wanted your thoughts on one of the rules that I've heard. One of the changes is that there's going to be 12 points for yep. a win and six points for a draw. But surely, this is going to favour the teams that are going to be playing more Test matches?
1: Yeah, I think um, basically, this this probably gives incentive for teams to win each and every match. But what that means is now India are under pressure to win almost all matches in England. Because if you don't win all matches and you uh, blank New Zealand and Sri Lanka when they come here, uh, that just means the percentage of points gets, you know, distributed that much worse than what it would have if it was a series percentage. So, I think the incentives definitely increase for every single match, uh, but it, it's still very unclear. I think this system will uh, uh, you know elicit a lot more hate from Virat Kohli and Ravi Shastri than what the percentage points would have. Uh, but that said, I think um, 12 points is a fair assessment, although they'll need to win each and every match. It's as simple as that to make sure that they have that percentage points at the end of it. So I think we have uh, two, three series. New Zealand. Uh, then we have Sri Lanka, and then we, uh, then South Africa, and then Australia, and then I think Bangladesh in the last. So we've got five series planned. Um, so yeah, I, I think only Australia and uh, New Zealand will be tough in these. I mean, of course, England as well. Uh, but yeah, I think the pers- the new system basically makes winning matches a lot more important than just winning a series overall.
0: And just what by the looks, of it, they're going to stick to the one Test match final. Uh, but in terms of the rule change, you are happy?
2: Uh would ideally want some sort of series system created where each team plays the other, even if it is in just a group format. Because this the, the kind of planning of series. So let's say, for example, when we are talking about the percentage of points. So India has uh, nine home games and ten away games. Of those uh, 10 away games, two are against Bangladesh. So, we'll assume that we'll get full points out of it. But the eight games that we are having in England and South Africa suddenly gained a lot of importance. If, let's say, we were traveling to a place like Sri Lanka or we were going off to the West Indies, I think uh, those series would have been a lot easier for us. And I think that's the same with a lot of other teams. So, this system doesn't really cut it for me. I'd ideally want the... Each team plays the other kind of format and though it might be very difficult to accommodate all eight teams or nine nine teams playing against each other in a two-year cycle, we could look at making it a four-year cycle like it is for the T20 World Cup or the ODI World Cup. Or else we can probably put them up into two groups and then have them play home and away against each other, something of that. So, something that brings uniformity. Because unless that uniformity is brought about, I don't think the other angles of Rewarding the team that has finished top with a home final will work because if every team has played different teams to get to the top, I don't really think how we can bestow that advantage upon anyone to actually host a final which would be in their home conditions and which would give them a significant advantage. Plus, as I mentioned last time around, I am all in for away victories having more points. But in this system, even if we lose the series 3-2, we'll be behind the eight ball. Whereas if we had more points for an away victory we we'll, we would have at least been somewhere close to let's say England would have three, won three matches in the same series, so I think that is something that we should ideally look towards
0: yeah and um yeah uh tech and board and we'll discuss it a bit more in terms of the matches we've got coming up and uh, the matches for other teams in the next series because um Uh, we've again because there was so much to talk about and uh, the quiz went completely wrong but uh, some people might think it's because I don't want to send uh, a gift or a a little uh, memento uh, to India but that's certainly not the case that's not why I'm messing the quiz up trust me Um, we will get to the bottom of and finish this round For this is the most um, prolonged series of uh, quizzes but uh, it will be worth it my friend and uh, the listeners bear with us we'll get there but as always you know it's been fantastic uh, speaking to you guys uh, um, and uh, really enjoyed it and uh, hopefully we can catch up again next week on the show but thank you so much again for both of you enjoyed it thank you
1: thank thanks. you That's That's been 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 fun. Fun. thanks